And we are back again for Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford from the Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Also as well, the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, welcoming you to another edition of the Inside Sports Fantasy Football. And here with me for this edition is a good man indeed. You got to check out his awesome show. Yes, that's right. That's you, my friend. Voice from the Underground, the podcast. If you like a mixture of politics, pop culture, and great talk, you got to go check it out today. That's Voice from the Underground, the podcast. It is my good friend, Jason Dutch. Jason, did you have a good weekend? What's happening, man? Uh, yeah, I, I don't, from fantasy perspective, I did okay. And from a family perspective, you know, got to hang out with the family. So there you go. There what's you go. to now, lose? What is to lose indeed. It's always great when you can hang out with the family and, and have a good time watching some football. And hopefully it scores well for your fantasy football weekend. I'm glad to see a lot of team owners out there really got some good value for their fantasy options this weekend, especially looking to see for really the first time this season some really good stats from from a couple of the running backs that are out there. And we'll talk about them in a second. But first, I want to hit to some of the questions I have over the weekend that popped up for me. And that's the first thing is Jared Goff. Obviously, he went off like a firecracker needed to because the fact that his team was down for most of the game. But because of that, a lot of yardage. 90 90 points, I think. 95 points, something like that in that game. Well, a lot of yards over 500, but yeah, not in the game between them and Tampa Bay. And what a shocker for Tampa Bay that was, definitely. But let me ask you this, my friend. 500 yards passing. Showed to me signs that he is getting a little bit back on track until I see the fact that three interceptions going off of two touchdowns, that's not a good mix. So I still think that there's something wrong with the offense per se. Is it him or do you think it's just the way Sean McVee is just uh, really – or the offense itself for the Rams is really not clicking still at this point in time? I doubt it's McVeigh. I mean – Look at I mean, he's doing the same thing he did last year. It might be just that he's not adapting to the league, adapting to him. But look at who you played. That should have been, you know, if you're playing the confidence pool, that's a double digit. You know, I there's there's no question about it. That, that that's got to be a double digit game that you're putting double digits on the Rams. Jameis Winston obviously played played very very well. Amazingly, OJ Howard still couldn't catch a football. That's um, that's but, an ongoing issue for you, yeah. my friend. It's like it's it's just shocking to me because the guy's good, but like just keeps disappearing. But as far as Jared Goff goes, I mean, it, it, it's got to be a, a combination to me of the defensive schemes are catching up with the Rams and they're not adapting, which I guess would be on McVay in a de facto sense. But he's just not really on par with any of his receivers except for Cooper Cup. You know, he's got a big three there, and I mean Gurley. And is obviously going to take up some of that uh, cake. But at the same time, you know, Woods and, and Cooks have not lit the world on fire. Cooks has certainly been better since the last couple of weeks. But Woods um, had a decent game this past weekend. Yeah, he had a, he's been okay. He had two straight decent games. Uh, he didn't light it up this weekend. I think in the one league I have him, he had 10 or 11 points. My rule of thumb is if they score you 10, you shouldn't kick yourself in the butt for starting them. You know, so it's it's double digits is is what you're you're gunning for there. You know, nine you can live with, but you know, Cooks has been all right. Um, I mean, he's he. You're never going to expect the 
you know, a, a high volume catch game out of him. That's Woods's game and Cup's game. But I mean, Cooper Cup's been crazy. I mean, he's been him and him and Christian McCaffrey uh, have both been just disturbingly good this year. It's like they can do no wrong. But outside of um, outside of that, it's it, it's got to be the, the defensive. I mean, it, the, the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are not a good team. They don't have a good. They don't really have a good defense. They're not, you know, they're not a terrible defensive team, but they're average at absolute best. And yes, the Rams scored forty something points on them, uh, you know. But when you put up forty points, usually that's going to be good enough to win. So you know you can't really hang this one on Goff and and company. You got to hang this one on the Rams defense, who obviously didn't play particularly well. But then again, Goff put him in some bad situations as well with uh, with the three interceptions. And I think they also had a fumble. I and wouldn't you four. know that's the week that I pick up the Rams defense? Well, that's negative points in some leagues. So, you know, this is why I hate negative points, by the way. And you know what else I hate? Team defense. I hate it. I'm totally an IDP guy, but it's hard to find people that like IDP. So... There is a lot of there is a lot of good stories out there. there. There, I think the story this week that is the most interesting is what's going to happen in the backfield in San Diego. You know, you've got um, Gordon coming back somewhat surprisingly. Austin Eckler is the second highest scoring fantasy player, non quarterback, in football in Yahoo leagues right now. Standard scoring Yahoo leagues PPR. He has 109 points. Christian McCaffrey has 111. He's number one. It's pretty darn good. Keenan Allen also on the, on the Chargers. Just to give you an idea of the Delta, him and he and Delvin Cook are tied for third at 97. And after that, it jumps down to Cooper Cup at 89, and then Nick Chubb and Chris Goodwin and Kamara and a, and a few other guys, Julio Jones. But that's a big difference there. I mean, you're looking at a uh, um, a 12 point difference between. Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen, who is a WR1 if there ever was one. And Eckler might be losing his starting job. I don't know about that. I, I've, been, I've said before, I'm not a Melvin Gordon guy. But you have an interesting scenario there. If you have one of those two guys, you might want to try to pick up the other one at a reasonable price because I can't imagine that that one of those guys is going to not get hurt this year, but I, I don't know. You know, I guess you kind of have to start both of them and just see what happens. I have no clue what's going to happen with San Diego, not, or with LA, the LAC, LA Clipper, uh, Clipper Chargers. I have Something no like clue. That. Yeah. The Clipper Chargers. I have the no Los idea. Angeles, the Los Angeles Chargers of Carson, as my friend Chris Lardieri would say on the Thursday <laughs> show. So, but I will yes. say this, my friend, I mean, yes, it's going to be a quandary with both of them especially Gordon now back, although teams got to be wary of Gordon, uh, fantasy teams. The reason why I say that is because we've said this before. He's been in a whole out situation. He can't be hundred percent healthy. No, he, the, he he's more apt to injury. I mean, you've seen it so many times where a player holds out player comes back two, three weeks into the season, no training camp and immediately hamstring ankle, or something like that, really nagging them for the rest of the season. So I'd be wary if for Melvin Gordon owners. So hopefully you'll have a, a sufficient backup if you try to go ahead, but at least start him at least now or in the foreseeable future. But 
depending on who else they have. Yeah. Yeah. I just, in other words, if you have Melvin Gordon, don't make a trade to deplete your depth. Let's say you need wide receivers or a better quarterback. Uh, if you have depth at running back, don't mm-hmm. trade underneath him because, like I said, there could be an issue with health in the next two, three, four weeks. If not, and he does get back into game shape and, he, and he's able to go ahead and produce, you can ride him all season, especially you know the fact that he and Austin Eckler, I think both are going to be great options for that Los Angeles Charger offense. And not to mention that, Keenan Allen was still doing great as well. Yeah. I mean, Keenan Allen's having his best year as a pro, no no question about it. And we, we actually coined him right now as the top receiver in the NFL. So, I mean. By points, right he is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think Odell Beckham Jr. is a better wide receiver than Keenan Allen is. It just comes gonna, down to I don't on know. the field I, performance is different. I don't know. I, I'm right now. I, I, I Yeah, based off of ability. Sure. Oh yeah, Odell Beckham Jr. If if the Chargers were to get a trade offer for one for the other, they'd be silly to say no. In my opinion. But I'm talking about performances right now. Perform- yeah, I mean, fa- obviously, fantasy football wise, Odell Beckham Jr. has not panned out. You know, maybe that's a guy somebody's beginning. You know, you could be getting a little bit frustrated with Odell Beckham Jr. right now, especially with Jarvis Landry. You know, getting the lion's share of the catches uh, last week. So. It's very interesting that it it's really strange to me because like before the season started, and this is why I don't understand why people listen to me with fantasy, you know, there was two quarterbacks outside of the obvious Patrick Mahomes, you know, there was two quarterbacks who I looked at and I was like, you know, these guys I think are going to have great years, Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff. I was like, you know, they, they were, they were not ranked as high. Like Mayfield was like fourth or fifth on the QB depth chart, you know, as far as draft rankings. And Goff was in the 9, 10, 11 range. And I was like, you know, I'll be happy with either one of those guys. So guess what? I ended up, uh, two of my three teams have, um, you know, I have one with one with uh, Goff and the other one with Baker Mayfield. And neither of them have been particularly um, fantastic. Baker Mayfield with a decent game last week. But I'm not sure who I'm more disappointed in at, at this point. Uh, probably Baker Mayfield, but... You know, I don't. I, I think that there's a, a higher ceiling though for Goff because of the weapons that he has. With Baker Mayfield, it just seems like it's Nick Chubb's team, and I give credit where credit is due because I I thought Chubb was you know not the clear number four slash five running back. You know, I thought it was I thought it was Barkley, uh, McCaffrey, one of those two first, and Kamara third, and then you know Chubb or Ezekiel Elliott. Probably I probably would have gone Elliott fourth. You're still fine with all those guys except Barkley, obviously, for obvious reasons. But boy, I mean, Nick Chubb just—he's got a second gear that's just unbelievable. Absolutely, he performed quite well over the past couple of weeks, especially this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Well over 150 yards rushing, three touchdowns. Two, yeah, three touchdowns. Just performed really well. But it's strange that he did not have what you would say is the best game. Although point wise, he had the best fantasy football game as far as rushing wise for running backs. Yards yeah, he had wise, one, one big run. Yeah, but he had one big run, but Leonard Fournette at over 200 yards, 225 yards rushing. Let me ask you this 225 yards, but no scores. Yeah. Not weird. Right. Is that. Yeah. What is the coach thinking? that he's not actually getting the ball to Fournette in 
slide the the 20 yard well, he's line. done it he's tried it and he doesn't score you know Fortnette he had uh two carries from inside the five yard line not this week but last week with the game on the line if i'm recalling correctly and could and and couldn't get the ball across the goal line Fortnette's not a good running back i'm sorry i mean like he's he's not terrible he's okay but he's not like what i would call a good running back i mean Fortnette has shown over and over and over again that he is susceptible to, uh, you know, the, the three, four, five point week. You know, it's like I he's OK as a flex player, but I am never going to buy in on Leonard Fortnite. I've never cared for him. He's on the list of people that I just don't find sexy. And that's a shame because you see it there, 225 yards rushing. Uh, you know, Good game. He, he had a great game, but couldn't find the end zone, which is frustrating for fantasy owners like me. Who have him on the roster could could make the difference between a win and a loss right there for many teams because of the fact you're he, still you know, gonna take the 220. I'll take the 225, yeah. but to not to not find the end zone when you have that type of day is frustrating for owners. I mean, yeah, it's sheer points, it's over 10 points in all fantasy leagues, but to see that potential wasted on a big 30 could could have been almost a 40-point day, even if he gets two touchdowns, three touchdowns. Those are the type of uh, things that you're expecting when you get 225 yards, and it just didn't happen. So kind of sad that didn't happen, but oh, well, you know what? 225 yards, I'll take it. And now he take that out of Sonny Michelle any day. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But now he becomes a big trade target for a lot of teams, if that's the case. Someone like you who might have him and is probably around that same level of confidence that, like you said, he is not able to score inside the five, not able to score those close touchdowns, only can pop off the big runs every now and then. If that's the case, he could become someone that could be trade fodder for you. Yeah, trade him now. Why not? We'll be right back with more fantasy football. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. At this point in time, heading into week five, we're starting to see some cracks. We're starting to see which fantasy teams are rising to the top and which ones are also not up to snuff. And plus that goes for players as well. So I ask you, my friend, now that we're heading into week five, we've told people as of yet not to panic, not to hit the red fire button yet. But now that we're heading into week five, if you see your record now, is it time to hit the panic button? So yeah, I mean, I I actually traded D Hop yesterday for a guy who I actually really like. I mean, this is a guy who might be a free agent in your league, especially if you have issues with OJ Howard, like I do. Uh, Disley and Disley has just been really, really good. So I traded D Hop for Stephon Diggs, Disley, and Gallman. Now I know Gallman's a band aid for five weeks or so, but you know Stephon Diggs is also a guy I think that is a, a really good receiver. I mean, he and Thielen are going to – it's kind of like it reminds me of back in the day when you had the Rams with Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce, right? It sort of reminds me of those two guys because it was like you knew one of those guys was going to have a 25-point day and the other guy was going to have like a 
you know, 11 point day. So it's sort of the same thing with Diggs and Thielen. Though Thielen has clearly been better to start out the year. Diggs had had a really good game last week. So I or yes, two days ago. So I think Diggs is a guy that um, I'm I'm pretty high on. I think that offense has started clicking and he did real well against a good, 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 good Bears defense. Now it wasn't garbage time, but guess what? Garbage time counts in fantasy. You know this if you have Willie Sneed. You know, fifty-yard touchdown um, with two seconds, two like um, what twenty-five seconds left in the game, something or something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. But Disley is a guy who I would target if you're looking for tight end help. I think that that's something that you could that you could look at is, and then also um, uh, Hooper. Hooper from Atlanta, from Hotlanta. He's uh, another tight end that is definitely worth taking a look at that I think has has shown that he's a very, very important target to Matt Ryan. And the Falcons have proven, again, that they're not a particularly good football team. As far as other guys that you could target out there, to sort of like if, if you're thinking about hitting the panic button, there are a few running backs on San Francisco. You've got Mostert. You've got Wilson. You've got Tevin Coleman coming back. I mean, you got four running backs on that team, but you know, I think that over the course of the next three, four weeks, one of those guys is going to pull ahead. It's probably not going to be Tevin Coleman, so you know he'll probably be hurt again. But still, probably worth a snag if he's out there. But you know, if one of those guys is available, you can grab him, and maybe in two, three weeks from now, you have yourself a, a RB one that you that you didn't really know about that you weren't expecting. You know, because that's going to happen happen with running back. It's not time to panic with running back. With receiver, there, there's probably not going to be a ton out there. Maybe you have Preston Williams or somebody available, or AJ Brown is obviously going to be a big pickup this week. I told you about him on this show weeks ago, so you should have already had AJ Brown on your team. But AJ Brown with two touchdowns this week. Corey Davis had a really good week. So you know, there's a lot of guys out there that have have sort of turned the corner a little bit, and then guys like you know D Hop had a terrible week. So, you know, it's, it's, this has been a very strange football season. In fact, here's how strange it is. Uh, the, this is a microcosm of my own four team. Brady, I started six points. Deshaun Watson, I didn't start 36 points. So it's been a strange, 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 strange year. But there's almost always going to be guys out there that, that you can target. But I do think if you're, if tight end happens to be a position that you're looking at, Disley and Hooper, are, are definitely two guys that you can look at, and the San Francisco backfield is, um, you know, somebody's going to break ahead there. They're not going to go with a run four running back by committee for the rest of the year. They're just not. One or two of those guys going to drop off the wayside, and somebody's going to poke their head out in front of the pack. I don't know who that's going to be. My guess is it would be Wilson or Mostert, but what do I know? So, it, there, but there's a. It's definitely not panic time yet. Next week, though. You're looking at where you're about at the halfway point, right? So if you're not at least two and four at the end of next week, you've got yourself some problems. You're going to have to go ahead and do whatever it is necessary. Pull out all the stops, you know, comb over that waiver wire, make every offer for trade, try and get yourself to upgrade your team as fast as possible if you're two and four, because time will definitely be running out on you. Yeah, time's going to be running out, but, you know, there's – shake it up. You know what I mean? Like what, what's it going to hurt? I mean, if you're in keeper league, it's a different story, but you know, sometimes it can you just take a year off, right? You know, like the dolphins are doing this year, but in a regular redraft league, 
if you're not at least two and six by the end of this upcoming week, you're probably not going to go to the playoffs. You mean two and four? If you're not, yes, at least if you're by the end of week six, if you're not two and four, is what I meant to say. So if you're not at least two and four, you really don't have much chance to go to go to the playoffs, unless maybe you're in a league like a ten-team league that has eight teams go to the playoffs or six teams go to the playoffs or something like that. You might have an outside shot still at that six spot, but most leagues, especially ESPN leagues, they usually are the are top four. You're you're in a world of hurt. So all you can really do is say, okay, what are the weak spots on my team? The way that I like to do this is this: something you might want to do is trade down a stud for a way to cover multiple positions. Here's what I mean by that: let's say that you have Patrick Mahomes and nothing else, right? You have a bad team, but you have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. If you were to able to trade, say, Patrick Mahomes for, let's say, Baker Mayfield or Goff or, you know, one of the guys we talked about, and maybe like a guy like Stefan Diggs or something like that, and maybe you get yourself, you know, a running back or something like that, and there's somebody who might have some potential to be a, a decent running back. Someone's not going to give you Saquon Barkley, but, or if he was healthier, Christian McCaffrey or something like that. You're not going to get a top nine guy. But you might get, be able to get someone, you know, maybe like Sonny Michelle or something like that. If you could put together a trade where you're trading Mahomes, but you're getting three really good players in return, you can base you're basically turning Mahomes into a little bit more depth on your team, you know. And the way that I look at it is, I always look at fantasy as a tiering perspective, right? So it helps me to swallow pills like that because when you look at things as a tier. For example, I have like seven wide receivers that I'll put as tier one, another seven or eight that are tier two, another 10 or 12 that are tier three, right? So like I still view Odell Beckham Jr. as a tier one wide receiver. So if I can trade, say, let's say that you have uh, D-Hop or something like that, and you think you can trade him to get Odell Beckham Jr. and maybe a running back or Odell Beckham Jr. and, you know, someone who can give you a slight upgrade at quarterback, you know, and and try to add guys who are around the same tier for the guys who, you know, there's still tier one guys. It might be not guy a one like Patrick Mahomes is, but maybe you can get like the fourth best quarterback. Now still have a pretty good quarterback, but add a powerful piece to your team. If that makes sense. That's really the only hope that you have to do. We'll be right back with more fantasy football. Hey guys, this is Venice and I've got a message from a friend of mine about my favorite podcast. It's your boy, Flavor Flav and Full Effect. Check this out, everybody. I want y'all to go check out TJ. I am the most handsome. Big ass. And I'm smoking my cigar, of course. You know what I'm saying? And Josh. You pick me up in an Uber and a PT Cruiser, I'm calling Lyft. Because <laughs> <laughs> they be fighting the power, talking about social issues, politics, you know what I'm saying? And not only that, but they be keeping the fun with the sports, music, comics, and movies too. Am I allowed to I talk? Think, I think, no, not right now. <laughs> Shut up, just... colonizer! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Me on Twitter at VFU Podcast. So you can find them, you can find them. So check one, two. This is Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy. Check out Voice from the Underground on your favorite podcast network. Voice from the Underground. Once again, I'm sitting here with my good friend, Jason Dutch of Voice from the Underground. You got to check out all of his great stuff that he's doing today on Voice from the Underground, the podcast. Well, my friend, 
Got to ask you one last question before we head on out that's fantasy football related for people out there, and that is I sent you a link. It's right there on your DM in regards to the stats from ESPN as far as they have for the NFL. I want you to take a look at it real quick. I want you to take a look and peruse it. What is the one stat that sticks out to you the most? Okay, so let's take a look at this. Offensive leaders, you've got, whoa, Jameis Winston, number five quarterback. That is interesting. I didn't realize that he was quite that high. That obviously jumps off the page at me. At running back, Leonard Fortinet. well, as far as yardage goes, he's he's number three, but, I mean, over half of that was in one game. So you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt. And then Marlon Mack, number five there, He's got some injury issues. Naheem Himes is seems to be the guy there. And then Travis Kelsey as a receiving leader. Wow, that is pretty interesting too because you expect to see Travis Kelsey with a lot of catches, but you don't expect to see Travis Kelsey as the number four yardage leader in the league. And also Chris Goodwin. I mean, the Chris Goodwin one is is very interesting too. Chris Goodwin I, has had a really good year. Now, again, another guy who had a big game yesterday. Uh, or day before yesterday, but you've got Mike Evans on the other side, so he's going to get a lot of good matchups. So Chris Goodwin is definitely a guy that if you picked him, you're very, very, very happy right now. But that's not what I'm thinking of. Not in uh, receiving, he, not in in rushing, and not in passing. Even though there are some surprises as far as rating is concerned, but that's something I think we'll weed out for another week because okay. I think I'll probably test you on that here next week as far as ratings of the quarterbacks and if you should follow them or or how it goes along as far as that's concerned just to get kind of a gauge for the rest of the season on quarterbacks we'll, we'll touch on that next week but i got I'm, I'm curious to know where you're going is it uh watkins engram no no the one stat that jumps out more than any other and it looks like right now it's on a record pace is on the defensive side with shaquille barrett from tampa bay with nine uh, sacks in four games I saw a little bit of his action right there over the course of the weekend. But, yeah, nine sacks. If you calculate that over a 16-game season, that's yeah, video that game is, numbers, my friend. That's Tech Mobile. Yeah, it, that, is, that is very good. I'm not, I haven't, I'm not playing in any IDP leagues this year because no one wants to freaking play it. So I haven't been paying a ton of attention to it. And when you sent me the list, I looked over the offensive side because I didn't think we were going to be talking about defense. First of all, Miles Garrett with six sacks. He's going to be the sack leader by the end of the year. That guy is motivated. He is good, and he is just a big dude. And then also a guy you've got to think is going to move up on that page there is a young fellow who happens to play for the Rams. You have to expect that he's going to work his way up that list as as well, although there is a Ram on that list in Clay Matthews who I could live without because he, to me he's still a Packer, and I, I hate the Packers. Tell you what, but, nine, but yeah, sacks. nine sacks is insanity. That's yeah, Shaquille Barrett's not a player that I even really know a lot about. To be well, you're going to get to know him because if he's yeah. leading the league, that may be of interest to a lot of people out there as far as from the defense. That's a side whole of year. Things. Yeah, that's a whole year for a lot of players. Yeah. And people have to keep an eye on that. If they have Tampa Bay's defense or if they're looking to get it and they get rewarded on sacks, I think people who, well, the few amount of people that have and get rewarded from it for the Tampa Bay defense is smiling at this point in time because they have almost like a, a diamond in the rough there with Shaquille Barrett you know, going for nine sacks. He's at such a torrid pace. Now, obviously, you know, that's, that's not in the past, up. though, right? Yeah. Obviously, you know, he's not going to keep up that pace. Right. Yeah, even he's if not he gonna... finishes around 20, 20 sacks, 
the kind of havoc and the kind of pointage, if you have that, if you're in a league that rewards sacks or if you're league and it rewards that type of defensive play, that could be very beneficial for you. So if you're out there on as far as a team and you need something like that for your team, better take a look at Tampa Bay's defense because it might not be that bad, even though they did give up a lot of yardage, did give up obviously a lot of points. The trade-off is interceptions. They got three off of Goff, and they also got a lot of sacks as well. Okay, so about team defense real quick. Again, I hate it, but if you have the freaking Patriots defense, you're probably 4-0 because they've just been so insane. But here's the thing. First of all, as far as um, Shaquille Barrett goes, let's make a baseball analogy, okay? And then I'll circle back because I want to talk about team defense. But, you know, you know, you've got guys like Mike Trout and you've got guys like Reese Hopkins, right? So, like, Reese Hopkins, what was it, last year or the year before, when he first start, jumped in the league and, and you had that rookie from the Reds, Aquino, who did the same thing this year. He hit like 16 home runs in 20 games. That's an amazing feat, right? But you know and I know and everyone else knows that at the end of the year, Mike Trout is going to have more home runs because Mike Trout is better. Okay, well, not if he's on the disabled list. Not like if he's on the now. disabled list, but he still had... 40-something home runs this year, right? 45, but uh, he just got passed, I think. It just got tied or passed in the American League. He did, but he was out for the last, you know, you can't, an injury is an injury, right? But you get, the, you understand what I'm saying. These things are going to at level out. If you see in April a MLB player, and by the way, fantasy baseball is my real area, right? That's like, I'm a fantasy baseball player before I'm a fantasy football player. But like, you, you'll see guys all the time who started out the year at 445, you know, batting average. You know that's not going to continue. So the problem I have with that, with picking up the Tampa Bay defense, is they're probably not a very good team one way or the other. And they're going to give up a lot of points, and all those sacks are in the past. You don't get points for stuff that guys picked up and did yesterday. You get points for tomorrow. So as far as defenses go, what I will say is this. Though I do think your point is good. But the thing is, like, I always do look at sacks because sacks are the one defensive stat that is typically, maybe outside of this guy, but typically consistent. And also, sacks lead to turnovers because it, if, if you're getting a lot of sacks, you're pressuring the quarterback a lot. And if you're pressuring the quarterback a lot, you're they're rushing passes, you're going to cause turnovers, you're going to have interceptions. So interceptions, it's hard to base a defense on interceptions because interceptions are not more or less static week to week, right? You might have four picks one week because you played Andy Dalton. The next week you played Tom Brady, you're not going to get very many picks. But as long as you're consistently getting someone who has pass rushers and has a threat of a sack, that's why the Browns are a good defense because you have Miles Garrett there. That's why the Rams are a good defense, you know, to, to have because you are you have two, three players who are going to typically get be able to get sacks. Maybe this adds Tampa Bay to that, but sacks are certainly, they are the the catalyst for every other, every defensive stat other than points scored. So, you know, and also you don't get a lot of sacks if you're giving up a lot of points usually. So, you know, usually the, the less points the team's giving up, the, the more sacks that they will have. So if you're looking for a defense, the number one thing you want to look at is who they're playing this week. Especially if you have unlimited transactions, you can just stream defenses. Every, pick up whoever plays Miami every week. You'll probably be okay. But next to that, it is sacks. If you sort them by sacks, and as long as they're not playing like Dallas or somebody this week, or this, or, you know, 
or the Chiefs, you're probably going to be in pretty good shape with a team that has a lot of sacks because you will the, the sacks will lead to pre- sacks come from pressure. They're a result of pressure on the quarterback. And it is the pressure on the quarterback that ultimately equals fantasy football points with defense. So it doesn't work out perfectly every time. Def- like team defense is very inconsistent, but that's the formula that I follow. There you go, my friend. That's a great way to end the show. But before we head on out, please. We're not going to talk about kickers? No, no. no. We're going to save that for another week, my friend. I have Will Lutz. I'm doing okay as far as the kicker position is concerned. So I think I'm doing okay there. I mean, as long as he keeps on having those four field goal days, you got to like that. The key with a kicker, just real quick, even I don't know why I'm saying this, but the key with a kicker, since I just talked about defense, and this is a quick one, propensity to be shut out. If there's any chance that that team might get shut out, in your eyes, if you're going to say, can I see this team getting shut out? Don't pick up that kicker. <laughs> That's all I can say about that. Well said. Well said. Before we head on out, my friend, please give everyone an update of what's going on with Voice from the Underground. Well, we're horrible as always, but we're going. So Voice from the Underground, we are uh, rocking and rolling. We just posted episode 121 uh, this week. And actually, uh, in a few weeks will be our two-year anniversary of this podcast. So we're really happy about that. Thank you to you for being you, – you were our first guest on Voice from the Underground back, uh, I want to say, in early 2018. So, But we're, we're a show to talk about politics, and we talk about pop culture. And what we do is we take a movie, usually, or sometimes a TV show or, or something like that. Like For example, we did Crash a couple weeks ago. We're going to do Zootopia. We're going to do American History X and then talk about how the social and cultural – stigmas and biases and stuff like that in those shows and those movies and relate them to the silliness that is going on in the u.s government right now so that's the show and we talk about politics talk about pop culture and we have cigar reviews so if you like cigars check us out we do cigar reviews too and how can people get a hold of you if they have any questions either on the show that you do or the show that you do here with inside sports fantasy football well, you can get, and actually, I have a, a a web blog show also. If you guys are interested in political topics, um, called All Things Equal, you can just search for that. It's on YouTube. There's three episodes so far, and I'll do like maybe one or two a month. But you can find us on Facebook, Voice from the Underground. Find us on Twitter at Dutch Jason is where all the show links will be at. You can find us on Stitcher, Podbean, iTunes. If you can. The only podcast app I think we're not on is um, Pandora. So uh, every other podcast app, that any other place you can find podcasts, you can find Voice from the Underground. Just Google Voice from the Underground. Instagram took me forever whatever. to get on it's Pandora. There. Took me forever. I don't. Blame yeah, you. we we applied for that like a month and a half ago, and I haven't even heard anything back yet. So once again, that is Voice from the Underground. You want to check it out today or via few podcasts on any social media outlet. Well, for me, if you want to check out all the stuff that I'm doing, of course, we've got the Lakers Fast Break podcast that is available also, like this show, available on Spotify and Anchor. So if you've got one of those great apps, you can go ahead and Isn't take Isn't there a guy from today. Voice from the Underground on that show? Absolutely. My good friend TJ <laughs> Johnson, who is under the weather. Hopefully, he's feeling better. Hopefully, we'll be able to record a show this week, but I know I'm going to be able to have some great interviews. So I've, I know I've got something coming up before the weekend is up for Lakers Fast Break. So 
a lot of good stuff to talk about there, especially because the team has already started with training camp, got rid of media day. That's in the past. A lot of stuff they talked about there. So hopefully I will have some great interviews coming up for that show. Plus, of course, every Monday and every Friday, it's the Pop Culture Cosmos and the PCC Multiverse. And if you have any questions for me or for anyone on the crew, just go ahead and you can email us, isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com, or you can go ahead and send us a note on the Twitter. That's the right. The Twitter, that's right. It's going to be for Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's at Inside Sports FF on Twitter. And by the way, for TJ, happy birthday. The king of the north. That's for you. Yeah, yes. Happy birthday to my friend as well, indeed. I, I'm so glad to hear he had a great weekend, but it ended up with him getting the birthday flu. Wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, poor guy. I hope he feels better. But it is going to be a great time for this upcoming weekend in the NFL. My good friend Chris Ardieri hopefully will be back to talk about more great things as we prep for week five in the NFL. Yes. Hopefully we'll get caught up in a late game dramatics because he, we couldn't tape last week because, in fact, he got so excited over the Green Bay game last week. Even though he's not even a Green Bay fan, he's just a big-time football fan. So we couldn't record a matchup at a time. It might happen. It, it might happen. There's a lot of difficult matchups to pick this week. There you go. We didn't even get to the fact of the running troubles with the Rams, but that's another story for another week. I mean, Gurley scored me points. Two touchdowns, but only 15 yards of rushing. That's not going to get it done. <laughs> yeah, we'll him talk- and Fortinet. Him and Fortinet. They switched. I don't yes. know what's going on there. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about that on another episode if that continues to materialize, because that's something to definitely talk about. Indeed, for fantasy football owners out there. Yes, sir. There you go. Yes, sir. Indeed. Well, my friend, it's been great having you on the show once again. Looking forward to next week talking about what happened in week five of the NFL and some other great things always right here on Inside Sports Fantasy Football.